Hello, hey, hey, bonjour, I'm Gwen Lafage, and this is the Tech Marketing Podcast, casual discussion with some of the best, most passionate tech marketers out there. They share the stories, the insights, the day-to-day. So get ready to listen, learn, and get inspired. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of the Tech Marketing Podcast. Uh, today, my guest is Declan Mulkin is an ABM advisor, the host of the Let's Talk ABM podcast, and CMO as a company called Strategic ABM. So, your guess, right? We're going to chat about ABM. Welcome, uh, Declan. Thanks, Gwen. Thanks for uh, inviting me to talk about all things ABM today. Looking forward to it. Sounds good. I have a lot of uh, questions. I'm sure everyone uh, does try to want to understand a bit more about ABM. So. Let's get into it. Like, um, would you say that ABM is like a demand gen strategy? Would you will would you qualify it like that? Um, well, it's interesting, really, because I think obviously you know inbound marketing, lead generation, demand generation, ABM. Sometimes they get a little bit kind of mixed up, really. And I think um, ABM, depending on which organization you work for, can sit within a demand generation function with a VP of demand gen. But generally speaking, the difference that I see between the two of them is that um, demand generation is all about obviously creating demand, creating interest in your for your organization within um, within the verticals and the industries that you target, generating um, in leads uh, within those um, those industries and those verticals. Whereas account based marketing is much more around the actual accounts that you're looking to uh, win, that you're looking to grow, or that you're looking to retain. So I think ABM for me the di- the key difference is that it's it's much more of a of a targeting lens it's much more of which accounts do i want more of or which accounts do i want to penetrate more and it's much more around kind of building um, a sphere of influence within those accounts and that goes above and beyond what um, demand generation can and does do in a way like maybe much closer to uh, sales well, I mean, if you think about the kind of the origins of account-based marketing, you know, when I was studying marketing quite a long time ago, so we were all studying, you know, key account management and key account marketing and key account sales. And that that kind of influence, which came from, you know, from the United States, really, from, from companies working with and for the very large kind of the IBMs and the oracles of the world that were working to win very large accounts. But that kind of targeting lens, once again, of looking at and putting a lot of resources into an account or into a number of accounts is is kind of the origin of account-based marketing. And, you know, it dates back to 2003. Uh, Bev Burgess, who um, who's quite well known in the ABM industry, she kind of coined the phrase ABM back almost 20 years ago now when she was having um, – dinner, I think, one evening with some some marketing executives from Accenture and from uh, Unisys. And they were talking to her about, you know, something that they'd come up with called um, client-centric marketing. And, and that was kind of the, the route that she kind of took what they were doing at these very, very large organizations. And she kind of developed it further, coined the phrase ABM. And even she admits today that maybe she shouldn't have put the M on the end for account-based marketing. Because it's it, in effect, it's an account-based strategy. 
So it's a targeting strategy. It's a targeting lens that you look and say, which accounts do I want more of for my organization? Or which accounts do I already have within my organization that I want to actually nurture, grow, retain, etc. So it's much more, um, you know, we, we talk about ABM and there are kind of some detractors who kind of say, well, actually, you know, it's not about marketing, it's about more than marketing. And I, I, I do fully agree with that, actually. And so when we as, a, as, a, as an agency, an account-based marketing agency, we talk about it, we very often talk about it as being an account-based strategy. So, you right. know, whether it's account-based experience, whether it's account-based engagement, account-based sales, in effect, it's account-based everything, and that's that's really the kind of the mantra that we have in the organisation. Is it's 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 all parts of the organisation working in tandem um, to 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 target the accounts that you care most about. Do you feel that uh, it's a strategy that every company should uh, should go for in addition to their demand gen or lead gen activities, or is it reserved um, to some specific go to market, like depending on? On your products, right? Like, is it is it for everyone? Well, that's a good question. Actually, I mean, I think the answer that we have is that ABM isn't for everyone, and I think some people are kind of you know saying, "Oh, we're doing ABM," and and we you know we we run this um, ABM lunch and learn series, which is like a workshop, and we offer it free of charge, um, and we've run probably about one hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty of them so far in the last twelve months or so. And we have all kinds of, you know, B2B technology brands join us and, and we kind of help them kind of go through their thinking. And and one of the questions we ask at the very beginning, obviously, is, you know, what, you know, what are you doing? Are you doing any ABM? Are you, have, you, have you started? Where are you on your ABM journey, et cetera? And, and sometimes people say, yeah, we're, we're running ABM. And we said, well, let, we dig a bit deeper. And we said, well, what kind of ABM are you running? And people might say, well, I, uh, we send some direct mail. Yeah. Exactly. And, and or or we we we're running some LinkedIn targeted ads, and I say okay, and, and and is that what else do you do for your ABM strategy and your ABM program? And they say no, no, that's it. So th those those the, the the issue that we're seeing obviously is that people are calling ABM what are in in effect just some tactics that can be used as part of an ABM overarching ABM strategy, but they're not they are not an ABM strategy. They're just tactics that we do maybe perhaps do use with our clients sometimes but then they, they are they are not running an abm program they're just right. doing they're just and, cherry picking and probably very few companies are doing a full-on very sort through abm program right I, i mean i've seen a lot of of tech companies that um say i guess they do abm and like you said they do maybe targeted emails they might have usually they also go for technology first and say oh we need like we need like a demand base or we need you know like a, one of those those tools so then we have those tools we do a bit of targeting retargeting um we send some targeted emails maybe a, a direct mail here and two here or there. And then, and that's what they call ABM, right? Do, do you see that that's kind of mostly the case? That's what people call ABM today. And that's not the truth. Well, I think like anything, yeah, quite, Gwen, I mean, like anything that becomes, you know, popular or fashionable or, or sought after. And obviously in the B2B 
world everyone is looking for the the next best thing everyone's looking for the kind of the what everyone kind of calls these kind of growth hacks everyone's looking for the kind of shortcuts to to build pipeline to you know create um opportunities and to deliver revenue because ultimately that's what we're here for as b2b marketers right um but i think you know the tech going back to your point around tech the, the tech vendors of the world um they've done a very good job and they've done a very good job of marketing um, and aligning what they do to to ABM, and they've kind of hitched themselves on the ABM bandwagon and said that our technology can solve these problems. Our technology can allow you to do ABM at scale. Our technology can allow you to run thousands of ads into these companies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the problem with all this is that you get blinded by technology. And I think right. you know, in, very often companies, you know, when when we when they come to us and ask us for our help, part of the the first thing what we have to try to do with them is to try to you know disentangle the technology because you know very often depending on how large the organization is that maybe their marketing operations team have already invested in technology and they've said to the to the abm team or to the marketing team here guys here's some amazing technology we bought this we bought that we bought the other just make it work and run some abm for us please and, and obviously make sure that you meet your uh, your sales your sales targets for this for this quarter but the the problem with technology technology is not the answer the, the, the answer is strategy. And so you've got to get your strategy right first. You've got to get your strategy right for, for your business, for your marketing, for your sales, and obviously then for your ABM initiative and your ABM endeavors. And if you, if you, we always say that you, it's, it's strategy first, technology second. The strategy will tell you what technology you need to use. And in fact, I remember on my Let's Talk ABM podcast, I was interviewing Sangram Vajri, who's one of the co-founders over at Terminus, which is a quite well-known right. ABM platform. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even Sangram said to me, look, you know, I shouldn't say this because I'm a, I'm a co-founder and a shareholder in a technology business, but you don't need technology to run ABM. Right. What you, what you need is a very good strategy. And then you need to go and sit down with your VP of sales uh, you need to say to your VP of sales, which accounts do you want to win this quarter? And then you go back to your desk and you sit down with your team and say, we're going to work out what we can do to help our VP of sales win those five accounts. You don't need technology to do that. You need and a, so you what, need a, what, uh, once you've done that, right, let's say you have like uh, your your targets, I don't know, like you highlight, depending on the size of your company, but let's say it's your top 50. And then you have your top 50 accounts and they're pretty large accounts. So you know you have to reach out several stakeholders with those accounts and that um, you you might have a client there already, maybe if it's a super large company, and then you, you want to kind of like expand within one company. Um, so you have your 60, 50 accounts, you find out the name of some of the other people you want to reach out and reach out to. What do you do next? Well, the first thing I would do is say you shouldn't have 50 accounts. Because I think one of the ways... That, How many should well, you have? One of the kind of the key tips for doing ABM is to start small. Mm-hmm. Because if you, st- if you start big, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna A, get lost. You're going to B, dilute what you're trying to achieve. You're going to find it very difficult to do it at first. You're going to find it difficult to, to measure what's happening. You're not going to learn from your mistakes uh, because you won't be able to kind of get enough 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 energy going i mean a, a abm you know it requires a lot of heavy lifting and it requires a lot of investment of time money as well in terms of what you're trying to trying to, trying to achieve so i think the, the best advice we would say is start small start do, do a pilot 
um, like I said before, sit down with your sales guys, sit down with your head of sales, um, sit down with your regional salespeople and look at which accounts require that extra effort, which 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 accounts require that um, more targeted, you know, as I said, a kind of targeting lens, which accounts require much more of a targeted approach. And then just try to work out who do you know in that account already? As you said before, Gwen, who do you know in that account? What, what's the existing relationships? And, and it's interesting, actually, because, you know, if, the, if there aren't any existing relationships within the accounts, if you have very little information about the account already, then then that's almost not really ABM because that's almost like going into, into like a deal-based marketing approach. ABM, in its essence, where it started originally, and obviously it's evolved clearly over the course of the last 18 years, but in its essence, ABM was much more focused around what we call one-to-one ABM, which is one account, um, treating that one account as what we call a market of one. So that, what, that one account basically becomes your market. And then looking how you actually, you know, do great insight work, do great investigative work, do really important data research into that account, into the people, into the divisions, into the different departments, trying to work out where your offering is suitable for that account, trying to work out and design a value proposition which is unique for that account that talks to that account and to the individual in that account. So if you can actually do that kind of foundational work beforehand on one account, on two accounts, on three accounts, on four accounts, five accounts, then you're doing ABM. So with that, with that learning that you get from doing that value proposition work, from that kind of designing unique messaging for that account based on your value proposition that, that answers the, the pains, the challenges that that account is facing, then you're actually starting to get some motion going. And then you're going to say, well, now that I, I, I now know the mechanics. So I know that I've got to do my insights work. I've got to do my data work. I've got to do my account level insights, my executive level insights, my competitor level insights. I can now bring that work together. I can turn that into messaging. I can then start to build what we call an account experience. So we can now start to actually build a campaign which kind of touches on, you know, all the kind of building awareness in that account, educating that account, influencing that account, and making that account want to commit so if you can go through those kind of stages with with all the different assets that you want to build these can be digital assets these can be physical assets these can be virtual events these can be face-to-face events you build that you build a kind of a, a holistic campaign that every touch point that that account and all the individuals that you've decided are the right individuals to 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 educate to influence to commit within that account then you're starting to get a real motion together that can actually then convert into, you know, in, in, in the case of our clients, um, you know, we're always looking for that commit stage. So we, we build this sphere of influence within the account. We build this level of engagement. We build this level of education, this level of influence within the account. And then ultimately, the objective is for that account and the individuals to attend a strategy workshop, to attend some kind of design workshop, to attend some form of event where they can actually start to, you know, make the intangible become tangible. So whichever client that, you know, we've worked with like technology brands, so whichever client that is, so that that account starts to understand how our clients can help them understand what it is that's actually happening and what it is that actually that 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 
that that account can ha- can benefit from from working with our clients. So that that's really we talk very often about an ABM journey. So it's it's that journey we're trying to right. take those accounts through really. With with obviously like so much effort and personalized uh, touch point and material and I guess content and uh, that you need to deploy right uh, for one account, I'm assuming this is mostly working for large enterprise and um, and trying to get like large clients right because obviously if if most of your sales motion is like product led or fast digital self-serve then then probably the 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 account-based marketing is not the approach for you right it's like it's when you're targeting really large account with a lot of different stakeholders and at the end the reward of winning that account is big enough that you get ROI on the efforts you put in because it's a lot of efforts right like it's a lot from the strategy to developing all the the material to then deploying it it's a lot for just one to get one client right so in the end if if you win a deal of like uh you know hundred dollars then it's not worth it of course no, of course. So, so you've hit you've hit the nail on the head, Gwen. I, I think if you're if you're in that kind of more kind of self serve licensing B two B SaaS space, um, your average order value is probably less than thirty thousand pounds, dollars, euros. Then that then you know much more of a demand generation play is is probably much more suitable for you. Um, if you're if you're looking to target mid market enterprise. If your average order value is in excess of 30, 40, 50,000 pounds, euros, dollars, if you're looking to influence multiple people within the account, which is how most buying decisions take place these days, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 different people involved in making the decision from the CEO to the CFO to the COO to the CTO to the CIO to the CMO to the VP of sales, you've got all these people to influence, then you need to be much more sophisticated in your targeting. You need to be much more focused on those accounts. You need to be able to to educate that account about you. You've got an awful lot of noise that you need to cut through. You've got all this competitive landscape out there, all this competitive noise is taking place. And you're saying, well, you know, how do I make that account understand how I can actually help them? How can I make that account want to have some urgency about how I can help them? How can I make that account want to actually see clearly that there is daylight between me and the competition? And clearly, I may be a new player in this market. I may have been very well known in the SMB space, but now I'm in the enterprise space and I, and I, I think I've got an offering. I believe I've got an offering that is very strong for enterprise, but I need to get my I need to get a seat at the table. So how do I get that seat at the table? So that's where ABM and really that kind of influencing of an account really comes into play. And you know, we work with you know well-known you know brands in the technology space, whether it's fintech, whether it's cyber tech, you know, HR tech, ed tech. These companies are selling solutions that you know are worth 50, 100,000, 200,000, 500,000, a million, five million you know, per annum, per account. So these, you know, this is, this is, these are big numbers. And, yeah. um, and, 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 and therefore the investment in time, in people, in, in using an agency like Strategic ABM, that's where it comes into play. And so we, we have companies who come to us and say, hey, you know, we're selling solutions at 10,000 pounds. And we say that we can help you, you know, think, think through some of the ideas, 
but we don't believe that ABM is the right play. So yeah. we're very we're very clear where we believe ABM is is the right play and where we believe ABM is not the right play. Yeah, because I think it's like it it kind of be- became this bit of like buzzword and like everybody is like, oh, ABM is the new way of doing marketing. Everything should be ABM. And then uh, everyone jumping on it. And the first thing they do is like, oh, let's get the technology right without really thinking about will this be the actual right strategy for me? And what in some of the, the benefits of, of doing it, I'm sure if you've done it many times, um, it does it help in 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 getting the sales circle shorter um, or how does it, because because I, I will think it's a little bit what the sales account team um, are doing anyway, right? Like they're building a relationship with like a client. They're having those kind of like different discussion. They're trying to do it on the one-on-one, but it's just one person trying to do it. Where like an account sales account person, um, that's a bit what they're doing. They have, um, but I guess in this case is is getting them the extra help and the extra support from marketers to uh, to be able to to close faster. Yeah, I suppose the analogy would be if you're kind of like jumping over the, um, you know, the, the the line and you're running towards the, 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 the opposing forces, so to speak, and then you turn around and there's no one behind you, you're thinking, crikey, what do I do? Do I keep running forward or do I run back? And that, but if you turn around and there's a whole team behind you supporting, you're feeling a lot more comfortable about things and you're moving forward. And indeed, going back to your point, you're moving forward quicker. So the, 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 the impact that ABM and an, AB, an account-based strategy can have on your business is that, yes, it, it increases the deal size because you're, you're, you're starting to have a conversation with a client and you're, you're starting to have a much more focused conversation because you're not kind of like fishing for like, how can I help them? How can I not help them? What solution do they need? What solution do they not need? Because you've already done the work. You've done the insights. You know exactly what they need. You've already got that analysis done. Then when you're talking to the client and you're and you're having that conversation through your marketing, through your sales efforts, through your 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 digital efforts, your physical efforts, your online, your offline, your 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 salesperson, your account executives, your VP of sales, your CEOs, your COO, all these people are involved in the whole process. When that conversation starts happening, it starts happening quicker. And therefore, the, what we call the deal velocity you know, it's it typically 20, 30, 40% quicker, the deal velocity, because the, 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 there's so much more alignment, not only between yourselves as an organization, but there's alignment between you and the client. So when the client, when you've gone through that education and influencing and, and stages with the with the target accounts, and remember, this is not just for winning new logos, this is also for growing existing accounts. Um, when you're having these conversations, then it's just, everything is a lot simpler. And so everything, the, 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 the kind of the the alignment between they they the client says or the prospective client says, well, clearly these guys have done their homework. Clearly they know me. They're showing that they know me. They're showing that they've done, they've done their homework. Then we can have a lot of far more quicker conversation, and that that's what's driving a lot of the deal velocity. And from the experience that we have with our clients and and the. the the direct involvement that we have as an agency with the sales teams within these clients, they are they are over the moon. I mean, they are the, 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 they are seeing a level of support that it's not a case of oh, what brochure do I have, what white paper do I have, what can I send the client, what can I bombard them with? There's no bombarding. There's no email. You know, I'm going to send an email here. It's all coordinated. It's all orchestrated. The assets 
that they have at their disposal uh, of, a, of, a, of a level of insight and a level of uh, research and, and focused on these accounts that, that they are opening the, this, these assets and this content is helping the, the salesperson to obviously open doors um, within these accounts to generate conversations, which is what I always say that ABM is all about. ABM is about generating conversations, getting the salespeople to have the conversations because ultimately the salespeople within your company or within any company, their job is to have those conversations, right? Their job, their job is to, is because that's what they're good at. They know, they know the, the clients, they're great at having these conversations. And, and obviously our job as marketers is to help them to have more conversations. So that, that's, the, that's the role of ABM. Perfect, and that's um, yeah, that's the great way I think to uh, to to conclude this uh, this discussion. I have a lot more question, but I'm also conscious of like uh, time, so I think this is a great conclusion, right? Like uh, ABM is about helping those conversation happening. Um, I love it. It's a great great conclusion, I think, to uh, to this discussion. So thank you so much for your time and for your insights, and um, yeah, let's uh, keep in touch. <laughs> Thank you, Gwen, and lovely talking to you today. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tech Marketing Spot Chat. I hope you had a good time. I know I did. If you learned a thing or two, feel free to share this episode. And also let me know. I'm on LinkedIn. Please connect share your thoughts and I'll see you there. Bye-bye for now.